for some is a must. Meat tenderizer in salads on rust rejoicing only to bust up until one day you just jump off leaving it in the dust declaring who gives a rat's bleep? A lemon is less fuss. Forgetting vinegar, you must go forth at dawn with trust. Upon a time there was a girl on a trampoline. She jumped so high. Up in the sky she was seen. She traversed eleven different parallel universes where she met her doppelgangers in each and every scene but when she returned to her hometown down below she was met with a shocking sight no one did she know for in her absence a hundred years had passed and she found none of her friends, not even her aunts. But as she looked around, she could not help but smile, for in the new world she could start a new life, for she had gained so much knowledge in her travels above that she was now ready to spread her wings and fly like a dove. A poem about a PhD. She's achieved something so grand. She's a scholar who's made a stand. Her accomplishments are far and wide. She's a force to be reckoned with. Her intelligence and knowledge are something to be admired with. She's a PhD, an example for us all. Her hard work and dedication 
have made her proud and tall. Her hard work and dedication have made her proud and tall. These successes she's had are for us to celebrate, for she's shown us all that she can dominate. Oh my, she's a PhD. The pride that I feel for this amazing niece of mine is something that's surreal. about parallel dimensions and your place in them in a distant realm beyond the stars lies a world of possibility where the impossible can be made real and the boundaries of reality are blurred. A place of infinite possibilities where the laws of nature take a twist, where the time and space bend in strange ways, and the laws of physics cease to exist, a world of alternate realities where you can explore the unknown, where you can find a place of solace and a place to call your own. This is the world of parallel dimensions where you can find your true self, where you can discover your purpose and the power to shape your destiny. So, take a step into the unknown and find your place in these parallel dimensions. Unlock the secrets of the universe and discover what you must know about parallel dimensions and your place in them.
A quote by Bruce Lee. The meaning of life is that it is to be lived and it is not to be traded and conceptualized and squeezed into a pattern of systems. Bruce Lee, again, a goal is not always meant to be reached. It often serves simply as something to aim at. Bruce Lee again, don't fear failure, not failure but low aim is the crime. In great attempts it is glorious even to fail. This world worse are not taking the day off. Why should I? Bob Marley. Alfred Hitchcock said. Ideas come from everything. Albert Einstein quotes, Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. Life is like riding a bicycle to keep your balance you must keep moving. Albert Einstein, again, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them.
2023. As Tyree Nichols sat propped against a police car, bloody, dazed, and handcuffed after being beaten by a group of Memphis police officers, one of those officers took a picture of him and sent it to at least five people, the Memphis Police Department said in documents released by the state on Tuesday. The documents painted a picture of repeated misconduct by the officers, starting in the first moments after Mr. Nichols was pulled over for a traffic stop. Doing arrests carried out with excessive force and continuing on through the many minutes when Mr. Nichols lay on the street in dire need of medical help. Sending the photograph, taken on a personal cell phone, to acquaintances, including at least one outside of the police department, violated policies about keeping information confidential, according to the documents. So, based on when it said to at least one outside of the police department is alluding to me that four out of the five people that he sent this picture to were within the department. So, it makes you wonder, who was that one person outside of the police department that he sent it to? But police officials said it was also part of a pattern of mocking, abusive, and blatantly unprofessional behavior by the officers that also included shouting profanities at Mr. Nichols, laughing after the beating, and bragging about their involvement. I swear, if you was to close your eyes and you didn't know how any of these guys looked, I'm sorry, any of these terrorists looked, you would swear they were white supremacists. They literally are going point by point by point of what a white supremacist would and has done to black people historically. Him sending that picture out is the equivalent of what they did to our ancestors back in the day when they would lynch them, take a picture of it, of the of them standing in front of the body and sending it out to family members as postcards for like Thanksgiving or Christmas or any other celebratory holiday or maybe a birthday. This is exactly what he did. The revelations came in internal affairs documents that the Memphis Police Department sent to a state agency in which the department asked for the five officers who had been charged with second-degree murder and Mr. Nichols' death to be decertified, meaning they could no longer work as police officers anywhere in the state. They don't need to be working as cops anywhere, but I have a feeling where they're going, that won't be an issue. In the documents, police officials describe how the officers worked together as they severely beat Mr. Nichols, appeared to relish the assault afterward, and then made a series of omissions and false claims in their reports about what happened. Officer Demetrius Haley, who sent the photographs and who forced Mr. Nichols out of his car, now peep that, he's the one that pulled Tyree out of the car, so this lets you know right here, this guy was the main aggressor. Like, he was ready for the smoke immediately. But then when you look about, about the video that I did about his past behavior, it's not surprising. After Mr. Nichols ran away from the officers, several of them caught up with him a few minutes later and unleashed a series of punches and kicks while he was being restrained. And when one officer met with Mr. Nichols' mother afterward, the officer refused to provide an accurate account of what had happened the police official said, imagine being the mother of him, of Tyree Nichols, and you had to come face to face with one of the cops that was involved with brutally beating your child, and you don't even know what happened because they're not giving you the proper information. Despite policies requiring officers to activate their body cameras during all law enforcement encounters and activities, none of the officers' body cameras captured the entire incident, according to the documents. One of the officers, Emmett Martin III, at one point put his body camera in his car, the court documents said. In reports after the January 7th assault, at least two of the officers said that Mr. Nichols had tried to grab an officer's gun, a claim for which there is no evidence. That's because it didn't happen. A 
according to the documents, while leaving out details of the beating, which did happen. All five of the officers, or the terrorists, were fired by the police department, as was a sixth who was who had fired a taser at Mr. Nichols as he ran away. City officials said on Tuesday that seven more police officers were being investigated for possible policy violations and connections with the beating of Mr. Nichols, who died three days after the assault. They said seven more. So this is, has gone from six... Well, remember, there was another one that they unidentified. So technically, it's gone from seven to, an, to 14, if I'm reading this correctly. We're still adding names to the list. Earlin Davis, the city's police chief, said at a city council hearing on Tuesday in which council members sought accountability from police and emergency management officials. In the newly released documents, police officials said that Mr. Haley had admitted to sending a photograph of Mr. Nichols to at least five people, including two fellow officers, a civilian employee of the department, and a female acquaintance. See, now people are going to start wondering... Was it this X again? Because remember, you know, they said it was a rumor, but now it's coming back up. They, they said it's a female acquaintance, which, of course, would be the person who's not attached to the police department. So now people are going to try to figure out who is this female acquaintance. A sixth person also received the photo. So now it's a sixth person. That's crazy, which means they who knows it could have been sent or forwarded as a text from one of the people to another person. Mr. Haley's lawyer, Michael Stingall, declined to comment. The state agency, the Tennessee Peace Officers Standards and Training Commission, received the decertification request on January 25th. A hearing has not yet been scheduled. Videos of the beating that were released by the city last month appear to show Mr. Haley taking pictures of Mr. Nichols a few minutes after the beating, when the officers had propped him up against the car. The video shows Mr. Haley shining a flashlight on Mr. Nichols and appearing to take a photograph with his phone. He then looks briefly at his phone and a few seconds later appears to take another picture. That's what I was asking before. Did he take one picture or did he take multiple? And based on this, he took multiple. Memphis Police Department policy prohibits officers from using personal cell phones while performing patrol duty. Lieutenant Essica Cage Rosario, the president of the Memphis Police Association, wrote letters for each of the five officers, terrorists, saying that the union objected to the department's move to fire them before the state had completed its investigation into Mr. Nichols' death. Lieutenant Cage Rosario also said that the department had not provided the union with body camera video or statements from the officers and witnesses before moving to fire them adding that those were only a few examples of the gross violations of the officer's right to due process. Who cares at this point? And I, it's, I think it's good that they moved as fast as they did, because who knows where this would have been right now. They probably would have been trying to drag this out to see what they were really worried about is that it's, it's sending a shockwave to other departments that they might do something like this going forward. Remember, domino effects. But, you know, these were black cops, too. So... We've seen how they did this or do this kind of thing with PC cops. But see, they're black cops this time, mainly, mostly, not all of them, but mostly. So there's a different set of rules. The documents also fault several officers for not providing information to emergency medical workers who arrived after the beating. Mr. Haley, the documents say, did not assist medical workers who asked that he remove handcuffs from Mr. Nichols, and other officers did not disclose details about the beating that could have helped the workers provide better care. 
A state board last week suspended the licenses of the first two emergency medical technicians who arrived on the scene saying they had not provided medical care to Mr. Nichols for 19 minutes after arriving. The fire chief said that the lieutenant in charge of the EMTs had never gotten off the fire truck. Police officials also said in the documents that a civilian had witnessed at least part of the encounter and had recorded the officers with a cell phone. The witness's opinion of the incident, according to the documents, was that officers had left the injured subject lying on the ground and handcuffed and unattended. Only one officer, Justice Smith, made a substantive substantive comment as part of the police department's termination proceedings. Police officials said Mr. Smith had held Mr. Nichols by one of his arms while his partner pepper sprayed Mr. Nichols and struck him excessively with a baton. In his prepared statement, Mr. Smith said that he had been the first officer to call for medical help and also said that Mr. Nichols was violent and would not comply. The videos released by the city do not show Mr. Nichols ever striking the officers. So remember, I was keep telling y'all about who was Justin Smith because that's the one we didn't hear about. Well, we're hearing a little bit about him now. This is not a backstory, but just a little bit about what he did here. And it shows right here he ain't ish either, just like the rest of them. The police had stopped Mr. Nichols a 29-year-old FedEx worker and photographer on the evening of January 7th as he drove along the street near his mother's house. The officers reported that he had been driving recklessly. I'm going to keep, you know, go past that because it's the rehashing of that particular situation. At the council hearing, Chief Davis said that the seven additional officers facing discipline who have not yet been identified, including several who had not actually been at the scene of the assault. She said the department struggled from a lack of supervisory staff, saying that it was a bigger problem than training and that the department had been short on higher ranking officers for years. The department currently has about one supervisor for every 10 frontline officers. Chief Davis said while studies have recommended one supervisor for every six or seven officers. The follow also extended to the fire department with the fire chief terminating two emergency medical technicians who had been the first medical workers to arrive on the scene as well as a fire lieutenant. While on the police force, Mr. Haley was reprimanded in 2021 to fail for failing to file a report after grabbing someone by the arm while making an arrest. And I'm not going to continue to go into that because that's going into some stuff I already mentioned about him in a previous video. And that's pretty much it. But that's crazy. That is wild. So, yeah. It's, like I said, it's really not looking too good for any of them, but especially not him. This one right here seems to be the one with the most issues out of all of them. I mean, the fact it's bad enough that they beat this man to death like that, like me, to the point where he died, because he didn't die at the scene, but to the point where he died. But then to take pictures of him and send it out to people like it was supposed to be some kind of a trophy of what you did, that is one of the lowest points that you could ever be at. I don't even consider this dude to be a human being. He's a he's an entity of some otherworldly spot, some place that we don't even know is is in existence, except for the fact that he's here. But man, that is insane. All I'm going to say is this. This trial is going to be a very interesting one. I'm going to keep a close eye on this one. I'm going to follow this one as much as I possibly can from day one until they get sentenced. 
all of them, in my opinion, deserve life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. And they better hope that Memphis or the state of Tennessee does not have the death penalty because that should also be, in my opinion, on the table. But that's just my opinion. But if they can't give them that, in case if they do, life imprisonment with no parole. I, nothing, I will not be satisfied with anything less than that when that time comes around. Oh, my God.